I'm Heidi. I'm Heather. And we're sisters. This is the H&H Show. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the H&H Hour. We are so glad that you are here. It feels like it has been forever <laughs> since it does. we've been here. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I guess going to every other week kind of threw that off a little bit. Well, and we've been in a holiday break, so it's felt... Don't you feel like the the weekend the week of Thanksgiving feels incredibly long when you look back on it? Like in the process, it doesn't really, but then you're like, man, that week's we put so much into it. Yeah. I, I think it's because you go from September to November really without any huge break. Yeah. You know, because school starts and sure. then everything ramps up and then it kind of like November comes and you're like, wow, everything goes to a slamming stop. Yes. For Thanksgiving. Yeah. So. I know Thanksgiving was weird for a lot of people this year because totally. I know many of my friends did not see their family at I know. all. I know. They stayed home and didn't get to be with their people. I know. We didn't get to see our grandparents. I know. That it was the first year in my entire life that we weren't with grandma and grandpa. Yeah, I on thought that day. I thought I would be okay and then I made the mistake. It wasn't a mistake in calling her, <laughs> but I I called them and as soon as I heard their voice, I like started sobbing, which kind of was unusual for me um that's very unusual (laughs) for you (laughs) but it was like this reality of this is not this is the first time in my whole life that I can remember except for one year that I lived in California yeah that I wasn't at my grandparents yeah it was weird it was really weird I called them a few days later on grandpa's birthday his 89th birthday and we talked and grandma told me she said um Heather called on Thanksgiving and I think she started to cry pretty much so I just started talking so she wouldn't have to (laughs) And I was like, I totally believe that, Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I just wanted to acknowledge our listeners knowing Mm -hmm. that the weekend of Thanksgiving could have been really hard for some of you. And we want to know that we want you to know that you're you're seen. Mm -hmm. And if you need someone, reach out to us Mm -hmm. because we really will hear your story and hear what you're going through because it's this is an unprecedented year. It is. And people are facing things that they've not faced before. And with Christmas coming up, for some it may not get easier. Yes. So yeah. So, Heather, today is a day that I've been looking forward to because we have this awesome guest in studio, and he has become a very good friend of my family, Mm -hmm. and my kids adore him. They love it when Mr. Todd is coming over to hang out, and I was thinking about that. Why? This is going to sound weird, Todd, but why do my kids love Todd so much? (laughs) And here's the reason. It's because he always notices them every Mm -hmm. single time. He notices them and loves them and asks them questions that's important to them. Yes. And so I'm excited to connect with our friend. So Todd, welcome to the H&H Show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad that I get an opportunity to be here with both of you. We're very excited. It's going to be a good chat. So Todd, let's see. You and my husband have known each other a long time. Long time. How long? Uh, Over 10 years, I think. Okay. Because you guys are in the same industry. Yep. Both in the the technology world and all the craziness that goes with that we've our paths have intertwined multiple times we've never worked actually at the same organization yeah uh, but we've known each other for a long time yes okay now I know you but our listeners might not so fill us in just a little bit on who is Todd Moore tell us about yourself I am Todd Moore I uh, born and raised here in Peoria Illinois my wife Jenny and I have been married for 22 years now. Congrats! August, thank you. <laughs> uh, we have two daughters, uh, 21-year-old Libby, uh, our oldest, 
who's recently engaged. So we have all of that going on. Yes. And our youngest, Mallory, who's 19 and is in her first year away at college uh, in South Carolina. So a long way away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Okay. And you work in technology. I work in technology. Yes. Yeah. And the cool thing is now our paths have crossed and you come to church with us. That's right. That's yes. how we really became friends. It is. Yes. Um, you know, I, I give Kip a hard time uh, because I've known him for over 10 years and he never invited me to your church. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's so funny. And it, and it took our youngest daughter, Mallory, uh, begging to come to church uh, with, uh, with y'all. And so about a year and change ago, yeah. uh, we switched our church home and yeah. uh, have enjoyed it ever since. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been great. We've loved having you. Well, we're super glad that you're with us. All of you. Yeah. You and Jenny and Mal, even though she's far away, and <laughs> Libby too. It's, it's so good to know you all. So we wanted to have you on here because for lots of reasons, you are a fun guy and we like to have fun, <laughs> right? We do like to have fun. Heidi was like, I think Todd would be fun to podcast. I was like, he would be. Let's do it. But he's so shy. He struggles to speak. Right, so right. We were a little worried <laughs> maybe that... <laughs> But one of the primary reasons we wanted to connect with you is because you're a girl dad. Yes. You have two girls. And I think it's so good for us to have these conversations about these unique traits or unique opportunities that people have that maybe don't get highlighted enough. You know, I think we hear all the time about boy moms and girl moms, but I'm not sure we talk enough about the dad side of it too. Mm. And when Heidi said like, hey, we should talk to Todd about what it's looked like to raise two daughters, but also to raise them to, I mean, they're so polite, well-mannered. Um, they love Jesus. You know, they've made great choices in their life. So we just wanted to kind of, you're a little bit ahead of us in raising yeah. your kids. And we wanted to just find out what that was like for you, what it's still like, and kind of get all your tips. Oh boy. That's a, <laughs> that's a big, broad subject, isn't it? Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Um, we can break it down. I, I will say that as much as I would love to take a lot of credit for all of those wonderful things you, you mentioned about my girls, um, it is uh, solely by the grace of God uh, that they are where they are in their lives. Um, that said, Jenny and I have tried our best and, and been obedient to where we felt God was leading us in raising our daughters. Um, and I think... I think the the biggest point that I would make when it comes to parenting children is it is hard work. Mm-hmm. It is hard work. Um, they don't come with a manual. You know, I'm a technology guy. I'd like to read the instructions. Uh, they don't come with manuals. Uh, they're all different. Uh, Libby is very different than Mallory is, and we parent them uh, similarly in a lot of ways, but very differently in, in quite mm-hmm. a few ways as well. Um, and there is... Uh, just no rest. You can't, you can't give up. Mm. We've seen uh, over the time of raising our girls where other parents, and I'm not casting any stones or, yeah. or anything, but it's hard work. And sometimes it's, it's easier to, to just go to bed early. Yeah. I like to coast. Coast a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting sometimes, you know, maybe we just take a little break and mm-hmm. kind of recharge our batteries and, mm-hmm. and you just can't take your foot off the gas. It just, it's hard work hmm. and it's a lifetime job. Yeah. Whether you realize that or not, when you decide to have children, 
you are signing up until uh, until your last breath on this earth yeah. that you are going to be a parent and it's hard work and you can't give up there's mm-hmm. no quitting wow so when you think of your girls what does your dad heart feel oh boy that's a i'll have to pause slightly so i don't i don't get too emotional i i love my girls mm-hmm. um i love them because of how unique they are but but the thing that my heart really swells at is I have no greater joy than to see them walking in truth. Mm-hmm. We sat at Thanksgiving dinner and we kind of talked about what we were thankful for. And I said, I'm thankful that I have a front row seat to see what God is doing in the lives of my kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they're on, they're on a different timeline. They're on a different trajectory. God's working in both of them in different ways. But to see how faithful he is to both of them and to see where they are now in their walk and in their relationship with Christ at the ages they are versus, you know, where I know I was, Mm. um, it just makes my heart happy. Mm. You know, they both come so, so far and they're doing so well in intentionally working on their relationship uh, with God. It it just makes me so proud. Makes me so proud. And they're both a lot of fun. They are. Yeah. I agree with that. So I want to go back to something you said earlier when you talked about, you know, you and Jenny, you said, I, I want to give a lot of credit to mm. to God and what he was able to do in and through us and our girls. But Heidi and I have been parents long enough to know that you can't just sit on your couch and do nothing and have your kids turn out the way that your girls have turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that would be like a miraculous thing. Thing that can happen, obviously, but very unlikely. It takes so much intentionality, and it takes it takes, like you said, not taking your foot off the gas pedal and being very intentional about what happens in your home. And so, can we talk a little bit about some really practical things that you guys have that you did that maybe you implemented when they were young? That and and I also want to. I know this is kind of a lot, but I also want to talk about the fact that you said they're very different. They have different needs. And so you raise them similar, but you also raise them differently. And I think that's so important mm-hmm. for some parent right now to hear that if you have more than one child, you're going to have to have more than one parenting style. Yeah. Mm. So start with the, just maybe some of the the basics that you guys implemented. Yeah. I, I would start by saying I'm very thankful and I feel blessed that I have Jenny as my partner in parenting. I feel very fortunate and blessed that I have her as my wife and <laughs> my lifelong partner and and very thankful for her in so many ways. Um, but she is, she's a good mom. Like mm. she's a great mom, really. And she comes from a really good mom. Mm. And, she, and she comes from a really good mom. Wow. Mm. And so I've had the opportunity to know Jenny's Grammy a uh, wonderful woman, and I, I I can see what she taught Jenny's mom, wow. Kathy, and I can see in Jenny what Kathy taught her, and I can see in both my girls what Jenny has passed along. Wow! And so there's a there's generational good stuff, you know, for yeah. for lack of a better way to describe mm-hmm. it, um, things that some people may say are old fashioned, 
uh, some people may say are timeless. I say that they're timeless. I love that. Mm. Um, you know, good manners, you know, looking adults in the eye when you speak to them, yeah. um, being a good friend, no matter what, mm -hmm. um, even when people aren't good friends back to you, mm. yep. you know, being friendly to everyone mm -hmm. and understanding that you don't have to be quote unquote friends, mm. you know, in the same group with them. Todd, I love that. Mm -hmm. She's taught and then Jenny can take credit for these things. You know, she's, she's had all of that instilled into her and has been able to, to pass that along to our kids. Wow. I also think that, and again, I don't, I don't want to cast stones or, or criticize anyone else's situation. Um, but having two parents, mom and dad mm -hmm. because we see things very differently mm -hmm. you know we're we're built different our genetics are different uh, my life experiences are different than jenny's life experiences um and and i believe that god intended you know the home to be man and wife yeah. and for man and wife to be parents yeah. and there are single moms out there that are killing it they're yep. doing a yeah. great job and all the credit but in our house what has been successful is my perspective is different than Jenny's sometimes. Yeah. And I bring, um, I bring some point of view and I bring some skills and talents to the parenting of, of our two girls that she doesn't. Hmm. And that's not a, that's not bad for her. It's not good for me. It's just, um, we work really well as a team. Yeah. Not just because we're different in parenting and we see things differently, but we can bounce ideas off of each other. Um, she can level set me when I'm like, I've had enough of this, you know, or when she's like, we're done here, you know, like we can, <laughs> yeah. we can balance each other out. Yep. Um, and I, it, it helps in our marriage that we can plan together our parenting strategy Yeah. because it, it helps us be more vulnerable and, and more open and honest and improves our communication with each other as well. Was that actually a thing planning your parent stra parenting strategy? Um, I'm a planner. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I like lists and organizations and, and I like to know what I'm going to do when I go into it. And I don't like to deviate from plans a lot. Yeah. Uh, Jenny's very different than that. Um, so I think I was probably planning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if she uh, w would answer that question the same way, but even looking back at just the logistics of parenting, mm -hmm. like I'm a night owl. So I'm like, well, I'll take the feeding that's late. And when... The kids go down and you are exhausted. I'll go to the grocery store. And mm. Jenny's, you know, more of a, well, I'm better at figuring out, you know, what you need to get at the grocery store and then I can cook the meal. And mm -hmm. and so we've, we've always kind of tag teamed. Mm. Um, it's so good. Yeah. I, intentionally, I wanted to be involved mm. with kids when I was younger. Like, I love kids. I always thought yeah. I'd be a boy dad too, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're well, going to be soon. They're coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah. What's, um, I, I love how you talked about kind of the timeless things of like manners mm -hmm. and that's something we're working on with our kids because it's kind of a lost thing in society right now. Um, you know, even simple things like ordering at a restaurant, I've noticed that even adults don't look at the server when they're ordering or acknowledge them as if they're a person. Mm -hmm. And it's really disheartening to see society kind of moving along that course. Um, but to know that there are still people implementing things like manners into their kids is really wonderful mm -hmm. yeah. because eventually those kids make great spouses and great members of mm -hmm. society. Right. And yeah. eventually other parents. Yes. And eventually other, other parents. parents. Yeah. And I love that you talked about that generation because that's really so biblical. 
you know, mm-hmm. passing on that generational blessing that we have over our lives onto the future generations. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not just raising our kids. I think if, if parents could grasp this, and that's why I ask you about the planning thing, because I've had um, my husband and I, when we've done parenting or even marriage counseling, and they sit right there on that couch and they, they don't have a plan. They have one idea over here and one idea over here, and they can't figure out how to get that both ideas are good ideas hmm. or good viewpoints, but they have to come together and find their their common ground in that. And yeah. so I think if parents could grasp, like we're not just parenting our children, we're parenting for future generations too. Yeah. It might change the intentionality that we have as we parent. Yeah, that's good. One, one thing that, that kind of jumps out for me as well is it's not um it's not a confrontation like mm-hmm. you know when if jenny has an idea that's different than my idea you know just kind of human nature would be well but i have an idea yeah like, well what about my idea yeah it's and, so good and jenny brings it up often and 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 i need to remind her more as well that um it's good to hear the other perspective yes, and it's good to hear the other side of that story. Again, we're, we're wired very, very differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's some things that uh, Jenny being more empathetic and more feeling where I'm more kind of analytical and process driven. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'll look at something one way and she's like, Todd, that's mm-hmm. not really, we, we can't fix this mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. We can't yeah. do that. Right or now. you're going to crush exactly. those girls tender spirit. If exactly. You... Yeah. yeah. Or, or, you know, the other side of it, when, when it, it doesn't have to be necessarily, the feeling side of right. things when there needs to be a little bit of logic and reason yep. brought yep. to it. And so we have gotten better. Jenny and I have gotten much better at that as we've grown as parents. Mm-hmm. Now that's the other thing that, you know, our, the littles don't come with an instruction manual yeah. and we don't get one on how to, how we're going to be parents either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as we're teaching our kids, we're being taught as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're along for the ride of your learning process, absolutely, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you have to be able to learn new ways as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm a very different dad now with a 19 and a 21 year old yeah. than I was when I had an eight year old and a 10 year old. Yeah. You yeah. Know, we're, we're all growing too. Yeah. We're all still learning. Yeah. At least I hope we are. Yeah. What were some of the things you did about, because you're, you're very protective of the people mm. that you love, which is interesting because you lead up our security at church. So I just, <laughs> it kind of hit me like that suits you so well. But what were some of the things you implemented as your daughters started getting into dating age oh, and boy. you started having to have those conversations? What did that look like? I'm old fashioned. At least everybody tells me that. And so even before we got to that age, you know, we took great care with um, what our kids are exposed to, yeah. whether it's what's on the TV, what app you install on your device, how long you use the device, um, what friends you're going to spend time with outside of school, what what's a sleepover, who's going to be there, what parents like. We took great care in, in all of that. So I think that Libby and Mallory both, as they were getting older, kind of understood mom and dad are old fashioned. They're <laughs> protective. They're, you know, whatever label you want to put on us. Um, and so by the time it, we got to um, things like being in high school and somebody wants to go to homecoming, yeah, uh, 
they knew the rules. You know, the rule is number one, we have to know the young man, mm-hmm. not know his name, not know <laughs> that he goes to the same school that you do, but we need to know who he is oh. and he needs to talk to me first, you know, but dad, we're not dating. It's just homecoming. It's just friends. Well, that's okay. And that's, that's all fine and well, but we still need to know who he is and yes. we still need to Come know. On. And when we, he still needs to have a conversation with me. Yes. So I was kind of the, the feared dad at, at my kids went to Peoria Christian school. And so I was kind of like, you know, all those, all the, the guys in those grades knew, oh boy, if you want to ask one of them, do a dance, you got to call it dad. <laughs> it's like a it. natural process of elimination, isn't it? It is. It, it, it <laughs> <laughs> weeds out. <laughs> I, I, I made a joke, um, uh, or not early on, but. I, Libby's engaged, yeah, and she's been dating this young man. Now engaged to this young man. He's a he's a fine, fine young man. He's a godly man, and we love him. But I said, you know, he he's stuck around, and so he must really be interested in her because there's a lot of hoops to get through, right? You got to get dad's permission to take yeah. her somewhere, and yeah. uh, and I tell a funny story about him when he finally, you know, nine months later, asked if he could date her, and. And I told him no, <laughs> poor guy. Uh, and he still stuck around. Yeah. So there, there is some hoops, but it also weeds out. Yeah. If you're really not that interested, or if it's kind of a passing fancy, yeah, yeah, you're probably not going to put the hard work in. That's right. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'll be the gatekeeper. That's really good. Dad. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Because girls need a gatekeeper. Yeah, they do. They do. It's our responsibility to yeah. guard their hearts. Yeah. Um. Even as they're emotionally maturing, yeah, it's good to have a gatekeeper. Yes. Yeah. So you don't have to go into a lot of detail if you don't want to on this podcast. I know it's a conversation we had face-to-face at, around our table a, a few weeks ago, but you have had extremely honest conversations with your daughters yes, about what boys have <laughs> on their minds and what they are thinking about. And I could, – could you – Tell us a little bit about that and why you did that. And then I, sure. I just, I think that is so valuable for us as parents to go have these conversations, say the words, say the actual words, Yeah, you know, like, yeah, boys are going to look at your butt. They're going to want to touch That's your, right. like, right. because our, our kids need to know the reality of what happens in the world and they need to hear it from us. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. yeah so we don't live in a Hallmark Channel world. No. Um, as much as my wife loves that channel, reality <laughs> is reality. Yeah. And, you know, there are there are hormones and there are urges and there are all kinds of things that are going on in, in young men, young boys, uh, and young girls. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, the story that you're referring to when uh, when dating was starting to become, you know, a thing. And we sat down and had a conversation with our oldest. And I told her, and it's the same conversation that I had with Mallory when she was older as well, but I told them both, I said, I'm the only person that you know that has been a teenage boy that will be 100% open and honest and candid with you. Yeah. I will tell you everything because you're my daughter and I want you to know so that you are going into these situations with a, a, a an accurate worldview of how things are in the real world. Mm. And so, you know, we had a very frank conversation. I'm like, listen, you know, what are you comfortable with? What are you not comfortable with? Because a boy is going to want to hold your hand. 
Mm-hmm. A boy is going to want to try to kiss you at some point. A boy is going to want to touch your butt. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to look at your boobs because mm-hmm. he doesn't have them. And, you <laughs> yeah. know, and this is a very awkward and embarrassing conversation yeah. for her. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I was having tongue in cheek, a little bit of fun um, <laughs> watching her kind of scrim, but it was, you know, she had no idea. Mm-hmm. And I hope I'm not embarrassing her, but, you know, she was like, what? Why, why in the world would a boy want to do that? Well, right. Because I was a boy and I wanted to, and boys have urges and there's chemical things mm-hmm. that are going on. There's, you know, endorphins and serotonins and all kinds of stuff that are mm-hmm. going through their body that is going to make them interested in these things. And you need to know that going in so that you can be on your guard um, and you can set in advance what your boundaries are so and lock them in. Yep. Don't compromise. Yeah. You know, what are your boundaries? What is okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we worked through a lot of what that was. What is okay? Is a front hug okay? Mm-hmm. No, that would be weird. Okay, well, then that's your boundary. So no front hugs. Wow. Mm. He's really cute and he's been super nice. And we went to the movie. Huh? You said no front hugs. So that's your boundary. Wow. And we worked through all of that. Um, and then we encouraged her to have that conversation with the young man. That's so good. These are what my boundaries are. It's so good because you either get that conversation with your dad or your parent or you find out about it in real life from the boy or the girl. In the moment. In, in the, the moment. moment. When you're confused and you don't know what to do. Yep. And and you, yep. it's like you're going to learn one way or the other. So why not learn in a safe mm-hmm. place where yeah. someone's giving you a healthy perspective? You know, that law of first mention is mm-hmm. so yeah. important. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be the ones that teach our kids that stuff. Yeah. That, that teach them the godly, beautiful thing that is, you know, a physical relationship. Ah, oh, I love yeah. it so much. Yeah, Dad, I'm, I'm going to steal that. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're going to borrow. That. We're going to. We're <laughs> taking notes. Um, I remember you talking to me about. I can't remember if it was Libby, the story of Libby or of Mal, but you talked about uh, what your expectation of a boy wanting to hold their hand was, and you told them to that they needed to. That a boy would need to ask. A gentleman May always I? asks. Yes, I love that you said that. Yeah, that's my phrase. Um, I've, I've had this conversation with both my daughters multiple times. And in fact, you know, friends of ours uh, who, a friend of ours who's raising a daughter as a single mom, you know, I told her the same story. You know, when there's a boy that becomes in the picture, I said, well, what if, you know, what if he wants to hold your hand? Yeah, I'd hold his hand. Okay. Should he ask you first? What's well, just holding hands? Well, a gentleman always asks. A gentleman will always ask whether it's just holding hands whether it's just putting his arm around you, mm-hmm. whether it's the first kiss, yeah. a gentleman won't assume that you're okay with what he wants to do. So good. So a gentleman will always ask. Yeah. And now all moms with teenage sons are requiring their sons to listen yes. <laughs> to this show. I hope. Yes. It's I hope. such, such good advice. Yeah. yeah. It's How an do we... easy phrase to, to repeat to my girls. Yeah. I've always said a, a gentleman will always ask. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It doesn't matter what. He'll always ask. So we, we, we have to begin to change that culture, mm. you know, in our world. Well, and for men to know that th- that's, it's still cool, mm-hmm. like to be a gentleman, mm-hmm. like yeah. it's still a really attractive trait. Like women still really dig it. Mm-hmm. Even, I think even in society that 
wants men to believe like, oh, we don't need you to be a gentleman to us or we don't need you to show us respect. Or it's insulting to yes. a woman to open a door for yes. them or to treat them with kindness and yes. gentleness. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. I know when we're out and about and my, my sons hold the door open for someone, they look at them like astonished. Like they have no idea how to respond mm-hmm. to a young man opening a door for them. Yeah. You know, and I just keep telling my boys, like, just keep doing it. Don't feel silly doing it. Like mm-hmm. know that you are serving and you are valuing people and th- they may need to see through a nine-year-old that mm-hmm. they deserve to be valued. Right. So I love that you're teaching your daughters that that is the expectation, that there are still men that are yeah. gentlemen. Yeah. And the right one will ask. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I know, so I'm close friends with, well, both your daughters, but yes. Mallory is my kids' favorite babysitter yes. in all of the world. <laughs> and so we've had a lot of good conversations, but she's away at school. She's home now. She's home now. Yes. 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 But she But in our away. in our life now, our world is without her right here in it. But um she started dating someone. She has. And I remember her saying, like, we talked about this. I'm like, well, what did he ask permission like to do anything? And she said, Yeah, the first time he wanted to hold my hand, he held his hand out and said, May I? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Okay, one point in the plus category. <laughs> you know, men will always ask. Yeah. And I was so happy to hear that because I know that that her mind is wired mm-hmm. to need that and to yeah. expect it. Yeah. Yeah. To expect that level of excellence from a young man. Yeah. yeah I just think it's, it's, if we look at it as almost an offense or an insult mm-hmm. to just assume I'm okay mm-hmm. with whatever you want, just because you're a guy and I agreed to go to dinner with you, that, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't mean Everything else is okay according to your plan. Right. Yeah. A gentleman will ask. Yeah. Well, I think that's so important for somebody here. Maybe they're not thinking of it through a parent's eyes, but they're a young woman mm. or even a young man listening mm-hmm. to know that, you know, a young woman, like you still, even if you're 40 years old and waiting on a relationship, you still deserve to be valued Absolutely. and treated like the important person that you are. So I love that your voice is telling them that right, right now. That's good, Todd. Um. Tell us what it's been like to transition from teenage world. So you had littles, then you had teenagers, and now you're parenting basically adults, right? Legally, two adults. Two legal adults. (laughs) One who's engaged, one who's dating. What has that shift been like? Because it has to be a shift, right? It's yes, it's a it's a new season for sure. Yeah. Um, but I would say, as you guys or parenting, you have been through seasons. Yes. And each season's a little bit different, but the work and the foundation that you've laid in the previous season, mm-hmm. you build on and and you move to that next phase. Yeah. So it hasn't been hard. It's certainly different as our as our kids get older, right? They're becoming more independent and more mature and and decision making you know, critical thinking, all of these things that you've hopefully been, you know, they've been learning and they have been growing in are starting to manifest themselves and you can kind of start to see it. Yeah. Um, Jenny and I have, have worked together uh, with a counselor several times and, and, and he's worked with our family at different times. And so I'm going to steal some great, a great line from him. Mm-hmm. Um, he told us that, you know, when you, when you start flying a kite, you know, it's down low to the ground and you don't have a whole lot of string let out. 
but as you get better at flying the kite and you learn how to manage it, you know, you mm -hmm. let a little bit more string out and you trust it a little bit more. You let a little more string mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of been like with our children turning into young adults is we're letting a little more string out. Mm -hmm. You know, we're still there. We're still the safety nets. We're still the parents. You know, we still parent both of them mm -hmm. every day. <laughs> <laughs> much to their chagrin sometimes, I think. <laughs> um, but we're letting that string out. So good. Because yeah. they have to learn and have to to become comfortable being able to manage life, yeah. manage their critical thinking and their decisioning. And um, we have been very blessed and very fortunate that we get to see the fruit of all that work mm, yeah. randomly at different times. You know, Jenny and I, had had packed up and, and taken Mallory off to school. And a short time later, we got this really great text from her. And Jenny and I were just both like waterworks. We're like, oh my gosh, it's sunk in. It's working. <laughs> you know, the, the parenting is working. Yeah. You know, because it was just this super mature, very appreciative, just mm. grown young woman mm. text that she sent us. Mm. And, and we've seen the same in Libby, you know, like she, she's making these decisions and she's doing things. She can, you can have this conversation. Sometimes Libby just seems like she's like a 40 year old mature woman, you know, and you're like, wow, she's, she's grown so much. And you got to let that kite string mm. out so that they can keep growing because mm. there's only so much that we can do for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, and our, I think our influence while still there diminishes as they get older. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I still, I would still take advice from my mom or, yeah. Um, my parents, I would, I would still take advice from, but it goes through a different filter because of my age and my life experience. Right. Yeah. I'd, right. I've had more string let out in me. And right. so yeah. the influence becomes, I, I think still there, but, but not as prominent maybe is the word I'm looking for. Well, and I love the picture that yet you're still mom and dad, like holding on to the string. You're still holding like, on you're to still the there. You still mm -hmm. have that grip, not in a controlling way, but mm -hmm. in a like truly watching them soar, mm -hmm. watching them mm -hmm. experience what God has for them. It's really and good. still being an anchor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've always told my girls, I, I, it does not matter where you are, what time it is, what's happened. Doesn't matter. Call me. I'm your anchor. Doesn't matter. No questions asked. Mm -hmm. I want you safe. Yep. I want you okay. Yeah. We'll figure anything else out. Yeah. yeah. So I still always want to be that anchor, still holding on to the string for him and let yeah. him know, you know, you can soar and you can go do whatever you want, but at the other end of the string, I'm still here for you. So, yeah. Good. yeah. So, yeah. Well, and I love that you, I know, cause I've watched you guys, you haven't taken a hands-off approach now that, you know, they're in college and, and engaged. I know like you talk to Mallory almost every single day. Yeah. And I, and I love that. Yeah. I love that. You know, often when we're with you, you or Jenny will get a text or a phone call from her mm -hmm. checking in. And you guys know all of these details and what some people would see as like ordinary things about their lives. But you know all of these little details because they communicate to you. Yeah. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. Um, not to paint the picture as if you guys have done it all perfect all the time. We have not. <laughs> um, but I just feel like you guys have done a good job of even when you found out like, oh, crud, we've made a mistake of figuring out where the correction needs to be mm -hmm. for as parents, as daughters, and then re like recharting that course. Yeah. And I think that that's one thing that I respect about you and Jenny is Thank that you. you've been really willing to be like, hey, this is what we've done wrong. Mm. This is where we missed it. 
we would have done this differently or mm, this has really worked for us. You yeah. know, this has been great. And I think that's important for those of us that are younger mm-hmm. parenting to go, yeah, we are going to get it wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and we can recover from wrong. Because <laughs> don't you, you know? think, Heidi, that oftentimes as parents, it's our pride that keeps us from being willing to admit like, hey, we met, we didn't do that great. Yeah. You know, we, we could have done better in this yeah. situation or this rule that we had. Yeah. And then, but humility, being humble allows us to go, we did mess up there. But yeah. that opens up communication then with our kids where it builds that trust. Mm-hmm. We've had that conversation with have both you? of our girls. I mean, we've sat down and been like, okay, mom and dad were wrong on this. This is where we kind of drop the ball. Remember, this is our first time. Yeah. Right. We we haven't had we haven't raised any other kids before you. <laughs> We're still learning too. It's really good. We've dropped the ball here, but and we apologize. How do how do you feel about that? Hmm. Tell us how we can make it better. What can, hmm. how can we correct ourselves in this? Um, now, obviously, those are conversations when the kids have gotten older. Yeah. We're not having that conversation with you know toddlers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That has to, though, cement some trust and open some doors with your kids when they go, wow, mom and dad just brought us into the conversation instead of just talking at us. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I also like that you said we would apologize. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge. I think as starting as young as your kids can know what you're saying. Yeah. To say, you know what, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just said that to my child this morning. Like, I'm really sorry. I just snapped at you mm-hmm. over something. I'm, I was frustrated about something else and I snapped at you. And mm-hmm. I'm not frustrated at you and your math. Like, that you're totally fine. Mm-hmm. And he looked me right in the eyes. He says, it's okay, mom. You know, and I just like wanting my kids to know that I'm not above mm-hmm. telling them when I'm wrong. Yeah. And I'm not above saying, I'm really sorry, bud. Like, it, will you forgive me? It also gives an opportunity for, you know, kind of a, a self-check on you yes. in other situations. Yes. And, I mean, we've, we've told our, our girls, you know, like, once again, we're not perfect and we make mistakes and our girls are confident that they have, they have held us accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, both of them at different times have approached both of us, mm-hmm. Jenny and myself and been like, Hey, listen, mm-hmm. like, this is what happened and this is how you reacted. And we don't think that that's fair. Or I don't think that that was fair. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about it. I love that. And if it was just the, you know, authoritarian kind of, we're just the hammer of the law in the yeah, house. Because I said so. Because I said so, it wouldn't yeah. be like that. Yeah. And so it's paid off. Yeah. Um, because we're not perfect. Yeah. In, yeah. In any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I mean, we're well, don't you think really that good. that thought of like, hey, mom and dad can apologize to us, then helps them to know if mom and dad can apologize to us, we can apologize to mom and dad. Absolutely. Like, we can come mm-hmm. and admit like. Hey, I messed up. Yeah. Hey, Absolutely. I'm really sorry. And to know like, wow, they've sh- they've asked me to forgive them. And now they've shown, they've set the example that I can be forgiven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's really crucial for kids. We, we talk a lot about grace in our house. Yeah. We all live under it. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, we all and, need it. <laughs> and we all need it. Yeah. And especially between the four of us in that house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, if any group needs to have grace for each other, it's... The ones that are all living under the same roof as the yes. same family. We have to. Yes. Yeah. We have to. Yeah. So good. Wow. Okay. I want to shift gears a little bit. Yes. I love talking about your girls, but I want to talk about something else that you're really passionate about. Flying. Oh, yes. You're flying. Yes. So tell us what led you to become a pilot. Oh, boy. I always was that kid. 
model airplanes, uh, a box in the living room with wings taped on it. <laughs> um, every airplane that I heard overhead, I would stare up at the sky until I couldn't see it anymore. Mm. Yeah. I had an uncle that lived in Hawaii that used to come back to Peoria to visit um, every, it's about every two years, I think he would come back. And the old Peoria airport used to have a, a, a observation deck mm-hmm. yes, on I the remember roof. That. And you could go out and walk up and you could watch all the airplanes. Yeah. It was so cool. Oh, it was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And I just, I just always loved airplanes. And sometime around... So I wanted to be a pilot. Always, always, always as a child. I made model airplanes, flew air, flying, you know, with your arms and your hands on the bicycle, trying to act like you're on an airplane. <laughs> always wanted to fly airplanes. And somewhere around probably eighth grade, freshman year in high school, I kind of self-realized that I wanted to get out of my house, be independent. I wanted to not go into college directly after high school. I... Hindsight being twenty twenty, it was a brilliant decision because I would have just cratered <laughs> in a freshman <laughs> year of college. I was not mentally mature, emotionally mature. I would have never been able to do it. And so I thought, well, I want, but I want to be around airplanes and fly airplanes. You got to go to college, and well, I'll go in the military and I'll go in the air force so I can be around airplanes. Hmm. So I enlisted as young as I could. My parents had to sign for me and hmm. and off I went into the military when I was 17 so I could be around airplanes. Wow. Most air air force bases have a flying club where you can fly privately. Um but we don't pay our service members very well. Hmm. We didn't when I was in the military and we don't we don't pay them enough now. Hmm. And so never financially able to really fly enough to complete my license. Mm. And then when I got out of the military and kind of developing a career and moving around and again financially it just wasn't the the thing to do. And then I was reintroduced to my wife and and fell in love. We got married and we're having babies and buying houses and mm-hmm. and it was just not a thing anymore. Yeah. You were adulting. I was adulting mm-hmm. and it uh, and in all fairness, while it was something that I had a passion for, it was no longer a priority even to me. Yeah. And fast forward, sorry, this is a long story. That's okay. Fast forward to uh, right around when I turned 40, so about 10 years ago, uh, a friend of mine who is into airplanes, has airplanes, uh, let us with with a pilot take one of his airplanes on a little weekend trip. And it was Jenny, myself. Uh, both girls and Jenny's mom, and we flew. Uh, we flew up to Wisconsin. They were all in the back. I was up front, and I'm sure it was just ear to ear crazy grin because I'm like I'm in I'm in the cockpit of an airplane. Yeah. yeah, like I love I still love airplanes, and I was coming out of the airplane, and I must according to Jenny, I had this ear to ear. You grin. were glowing. I was yeah. glowing, <laughs> and she was like, "Did you have fun?" I'm like, "Yes, I did," and she goes. Why don't you start flying again? Mm. Now, I got to be careful when I tell the story because it gets me emotional because my wife is awesome. Mm-hmm. My wife, she's she is a great woman mm-hmm. and she loves me well. Mm. And this is perfect example of her and her selflessness for others. She said, you've always wanted to fly. Mm. Go fly. Mm. And I'm like, but it's expensive and, you know, there's time and we still have young kids in the house. And she was like, it's your dream. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Mm. Go fulfill your dream. Mm. It's a good woman. I'm just like, oh my gosh. 
And within three months, I had found an instructor and we were flying uh, and ended up getting my license and have now completed my instrument rating. And I love it. I love airplanes. I still love it. I'm still a little boy (laughs) when it comes to airplanes and flying. And uh, we had the opportunity to to go fly and see Mallory at college Mm -hmm. uh, for her birthday. So I just love it. I love it. Well, I love of, giving rides. One of the coolest things is that my kids know, I mean, you were, it's in Peoria. So it's not like, you know, you, you don't have to go too far to get from one edge of the city to the other. Yeah. And often if we hear a plane flying overhead, that it's low enough, you can see my kids will all whip their heads up. Is it Mr. Todd? I love that. And the other day we were driving and I glanced over and I go, oh guys, is that Todd? And Kroz looked out and he goes, no, Mr. Todd's plane has green stripes. <laughs> That's fantastic. He and knows. I was like, wait, what? How do you know that? He's like, Todd told me. <laughs> That's awesome. And so about three weeks later, we, I, same thing. Is that Mr. Todd? Collins pipes up. Who's for? Nope. Mr. Todd's plane has green stripes. <laughs> I'm like, That's so funny. That's awesome. So yeah, it's pretty cute that they know to, to look for you and yeah. to know that that's part of what's so important in your life. I love, um, I love the whole airplane discussion, especially with kids. Mm-hmm. Like when I was young, I would have, I mean, my head would have exploded if somebody would have been like, he has an airplane and you can go look at it if you want at the hangar and you can sit in it. Yeah. And if mom and dad say it's okay, he will take you for an airplane ride. I mean, I would have, my head would have exploded. Oh yeah. yeah. I would have never been able to handle it. And so yeah. I love giving people rides as we've come to church. Yes. Um, you know, kind of like we're joking, like I'm working my way through the entire, <laughs> yeah. everybody in the church is going for airplane rides. And, yes. And uh, I just love it. It's, it's super neat. And even when I'm by myself, it's, it's just super relaxing, and I just kind of catch myself like it's a different view of the mm. world that God created mm. and the physics of flying and the intelligent design behind all of that. Mm-hmm. Like all of that just trips my – the way my mind works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just love it. Does it yeah. feel like a sanctuary to you? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes Jenny will say, who are you going to take flying? And I go, nobody. Yeah. I'm just going to go fly yeah. sometimes. It's super, yeah. super relaxing for yeah. me. What a cool thing for your wife to do, to recognize yeah. your dream that you had set aside so that you could raise a family and, and do life. And then for her to say, hey, go do it. Let's figure it out. Like that's what a cool thing. She's a really good woman. That yeah. must have meant so much to you. Still does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still does. Yeah. I, and I was telling that story. I don't know when I was telling it. It's been recently. And she was like, I don't know that I even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, that's even better, right? Like it right. didn't stick out to her. It's as, in her nature. It wasn't something that was extraordinary to her. Right. Yeah. It was just her nature. Yeah. Whereas to me, I mean, it still, it still touches my heart. Yeah. Super, uh, super cool. How cool would it be if husbands and wives started doing that for each other? Mm-hmm. And it was common, mm-hmm. you know, to say, hey, let me help you fulfill that dream or let me help you find that missing thing in your life. And we'd have, marriages would look a lot different, wouldn't they? They We need more of that for sure. Yeah. 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 So you already gave away your age. Um, Yes. What would you tell, let's say, what would you tell 30-year-old Todd? So that would have been 20 years ago. So we had, we would have had uh, uh, one little one and one on the way. Mallory would have been born when I was 30. She's 19 now. She would not have been there, no. Possibly pregnant. 
boy, what would I, what would I tell that self? Yeah. Um, I would say that cliches are cliche for a reason. <laughs> Time goes really fast. Yeah. Time goes really fast. Yeah. And as a young husband and as a young father, it's easy to step over the little things looking for the big things. Mm. Wow. So there's a lot of quality in just little things. Yeah. Like I spent, I tried to spend as much time as I could with my kids growing up. And I was like, I'm a total girl dad. I, I always joke. I, I, you know, I thought I would be a boy dad. I'm a total girl dad. Mallory <laughs> told me again the other day, she goes, you're such a girl dad. <laughs> but I mean, like I was brushing the hair and, doing the outfits and playing Barbies, you, you name it. I was, I'm in there, Yeah. but I worked a lot and I feel like I missed a lot of time mm. and you're trying to make like, look, I always thought, you know, you want to make these big life memories, right? The, the big, perfect, you know, Christmas vacation, the big, perfect summer vacation, the big, perfect, whatever. Mm. Um, but there's so much more value in these little things. Mm. Yeah. And so I, I would tell myself, don't don't look over those little things because mm. time is going to go really, really, really fast. Mm. And I would encourage my 30-year-old me to keep, keep the hard work, keep your foot on the gas with the parenting because it does pay off. Because yeah. there was times where you're like, oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. Or... Yeah. This is not working. I'm yeah. a failure at this or mm. whatever. You know, Satan wants to lie to. Yeah, to the you, mundane to sets all, in. All the time. Yeah. And just be diligent. Um, and I would also encourage myself even then um, to work harder on my relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. I let a lot of water go under the bridge, mm -hmm. you know, before I got real serious about my relationship with God. And, you know, you don't get that time back. Yeah. Um, now, Fortunately, you know, he pursues us, you know, relentlessly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that I could grace never, factor. I could never outrun, yeah. but I wish I would have slowed down and turned yeah. around a little bit sooner and Ooh, been more intentional with my relationship with Christ. Yeah. Would you say you're a different man now at 50 than you were at 30? Oh, tr yeah. Tremendously. Yeah. God's done a huge change in my heart. Yeah. Uh, and in my life. Yeah. Completely. Completely. Yeah. yeah totally. Hmm. He's a good father, isn't he? He is. Yeah. yeah. We have a lot to learn from him. Yes. <laughs> yes. All of us dads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want you to know publicly that Kip and I feel very honored to get to watch you and Jenny in this season oh. of your life, because that's something that we want to be intentional about is transitioning through those seasons. Heather and I talk a lot about seasons on this show mm -hmm. and how do we transition into a season well, not perfectly. But mm -hmm. well, and you know, how do we have that longevity mm -hmm. in parenting and in raising kids to be godly and in implementing discipline when it's needed and you know, and in doing all the things and really staying the course? And so, it's been a huge honor to watch you and Jenny both. Thank you. I would say up close, do this with a lot of grace. Mm -hmm. Um, and and just to see, like, I love that you're willing to still converse with your daughters, mm -hmm. even though you really could be at the point, kind of go into autopilot, if you will, and be like, well, they're grown, you know, and I, I think all of us, we change so much by the time we're 30. Absolutely. So it's like, we still need parented when we're 19 and 21 and mm -hmm. even 25. 
And so I love that you guys are still doing that and doing it well. Thank you. So great job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I have a really good partner. She is pretty Jane awesome. Is, she is pretty awesome. Yeah. She, she's not pretty awesome. <laughs> she is awesome. Yeah. She does a really good job. We're going to chat with her one of these days. got to get her on. Yeah, yeah. we will. Yeah. We're going to. I think it's so good, Heidi, for anyone in any season that they're in to have someone that they can... That's just a little bit ahead of them, not yeah. mm-hmm. too far ahead of them. Or I think there there can be some, like what we talk often about, how our parents, while there's so much wisdom we can learn from them and that legacy being passed down, and that's so good, but they, they we're raising children in a very different world than our parents raised children yeah. in. And so when you get to have someone who's just that step ahead of you that you respect mm-hmm. and you say, I want to... F- Find out what they did. Yep. It's so valuable, no matter what season you're in, yep. because then you get to have those conversations of like, okay, how do you handle this particular app on the phone um, that mm-hmm. everybody has? But I really don't feel good about my daughter having it. How do you handle that? And yeah. You can ask those questions, and man, man, if we could do more of that, if every one of us, we would learn so much from each other. So, mm-hmm. thank you for being some of those people yeah. in our lives. Yeah. There's there's not a, just to follow up on what you were saying, you know, there's a lot of different tools in the box. I like to speak in, in, you know, analogies and metaphors that the things that, that Jenny and I have learned from our parents around parenting, there's some good tools there. Yes. Yeah. Um, but times have changed and things are different and they weren't perfect. Yeah. And there's things that you can learn. And so having, having as many tools in your toolbox. Yes. To work on that project that we call our kids, mm-hmm. having the more tools that you have, the more so likelihood good. you have to be successful at, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the end goal, which mm-hmm. is preparing them for life yeah. and having them, you know, really be emotionally, relationally, mm-hmm. all, all these different aspects to yeah. just be prepared. Yeah. I think another thing that's been important that I've noticed in you guys, you guys don't get insecure when other adults speak into your kids' lives. No, not at all. You, in fact, you guys champion bring, it. Bring it wow, on. that's really good, Heidi. Like, bring it on. You, you really let good. people mentor your daughters. Absolutely. And and you, you're like, thank you for mentoring my daughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times you and your wife have said that. Thank you for mentoring my daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like this formal thing. It's just you've let me step into the ring with you. Mm-hmm. And she knows I'm in the ring. She wants me in the ring. You know, and it's... It's your humility. Whereas I think I've experienced the opposite where God puts me in a mentoring role. The parents get super insecure and jealous. Like, well, what am I not good enough? Mm -hmm. It's like, no, no, this is a partnership, right? This is God bringing another person into the ring to help mature this woman of God. And I think that's part of why you guys are excelling right now in this season is because, I mean, I can think of four women personally that I know that are helping mentor your daughters. Absolutely. That's a huge deal. More tools in the toolbox. That's a huge deal. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many reasons why that works. Your perspective is different. Yeah. But I know, you know I know what both of you guys are foundationally. Yeah. I know you're not speaking heresy into my mm-hmm. daughter. <laughs> right. You're, right. You're not going to purport some myth to her or anything. You're going to be honest and truthful and candid. Yeah. More tools in the toolbox. And as we all know, our kids and even us can take information, the same information from two different sources mm-hmm. and process it completely differently. Right. Correct. And so a message that you could deliver to Mallory or mm-hmm. you could deliver mm-hmm. to Libby right. that could be the exact same message that I'm trying to deliver That's is right. taken completely different. Yeah. Yes. And the end goal is as a parent, I want that information, I want that truth to be poured into my kids 
and I want them to be receptive to it, open yeah. to it. I want them to process it. And if that means it has to come from you, yeah. great. If it has to come from the neighbor down the street, mm -hmm. fantastic. Mm -hmm. If it's a friend at school, mm -hmm. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just want all of that opportunity for my kids. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Because they're going to get advice from someone somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so if you as a parent are willing to open up your the door to your ring a little bit and yeah. say, let me invite some people in that I trust. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, you're just setting your kids up for so much more success than just saying whoever, because they're going to, they're going to hear it, whether it's at college or yeah. youth group or, you know, inter the internet, whatever they're going to hear. Yeah. So. And human nature is, you know, we often, we often value what we like and what we see. Mm-hmm. And when my girls see you girl, you ladies, when my girls see what is going on in your lives and your successes mm -hmm. and um, your boldness and your faith mm -hmm. and how you communicate with people, they see that it's such a great role model. I mean, yeah, yeah mom and dad always tell me to use my manners and do this, but, but the, here's a, a woman that I really admire mm -hmm. and that's what she does too. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, maybe mom and dad are right, or maybe that that maybe that connection's never even made, mm -hmm. but they see someone else doing it, and they're like, "Yeah, that's the right thing to mm -hmm. do." So I'm going to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Again, just it, every every tool in the toolbox. Like, there's so much against our kids in the world. Mm -hmm. I need everything that's for them. That's right. I love that. <laughs> and I will and I will take any of it anytime. And that's such a biblical concept too, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The first FaceTime I got from Mallory after she moved to college, she screen pops on. And she immediately starts crying and she oh, says, no. my mom and dad did such a good job oh, raising me. Oh, come on. You can't hit me with that. <laughs> and I was, of course, like, wow. Oh. But I just thought, like, it took that mm -hmm. new environment. And I she's like, get it. I am so grateful. Mm -hmm. She's like, I feel so well prepared. Wow. You know, and there was more to the story, but that, you know, isn't for a podcast. But I was just like, Wow. You know, she, here she is at 19 years old. It's going, oh, wow. All yeah. that they poured in, you yeah, know. She, she shared with us, not at the same time, but later, the text that I yeah. mentioned earlier that we yeah. got was, she, she just said, thank you. Yeah. She said, I feel really well prepared here, and I appreciate what you guys have done. Yeah. And we're just like, oh. Makes it all worth it. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's, it's so good. It's like Jane and I were just bawling. We're yes. like, oh, come on. I, I mean, know. Wow. I know. Yeah, and there's some parent listening right now who just feels like the days are never ending and they're in the mm -hmm. trenches with toddlers or they're in the trenches with m middle schoolers and just like stay the course. It's so worth it. It is the best and most important responsibility you will ever be given. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you make 100%. CEO of, you know, Fortune 500 company. It will not compare to the responsibility that you've been given by God to raise these children that you have. Yeah. So there was, stay the there course. Was absolutely. The 30-year-old Todd wanted, you know, the best job, wanted to climb the ladder. I wanted, you know, a bigger house and the cooler car or truck or Jeep or whatever I was driving at the time. And... As I've gotten older, it my my legacy on this earth is are my girls. Yeah. Like I, I care about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that generate like what what my girls are have become and are gonna continue to do yes. in the kingdom and the lives that they're gonna impact. Both of them are involved in ministry at a young age. The and to see the plan that God has opened up and revealed to us now. Mm-hmm. 
is only a, a little glimpse mm-hmm. of his plan for the rest of them and then for their kids. So That's fun. my legacy. Like I don't, the rest doesn't really. I don't want to sound frivolous and that it doesn't matter, but that's really the important thing is my kids. That's really good. It's so beautiful. I think we're going to have to do a follow-up show down the road and talk to him about welcoming son-in-laws into the family. And what does that look like? And as a girl dad, how Mm -hmm. do you maneuver that? How do you handle all that? I feel like that could be an entire conversation. Yep, that'd be great. And I think it's super necessary. Maybe we could bring them both on together because I think it's also good to have the mom's perspective on what it, what it looks like to welcome, um, a a son into your life that is basically taking your daughter away. Yeah. You know, that, that would, that would be We had a very, very specific conversation around that. We had to change that conversation to it. It's, he's not taking her away. Mm -hmm. We're getting him. Mm, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Okay, so let's good. do that. Let's invite him back together. We'll put him right there side by side. We'll have to talk Jenny into it. We'll get her. <laughs> okay, we'll get Jenny. Her. We'll get her. Here we go. I'll buy you a margarita. <laughs> <laughs> Strawberry one. Oh, man. Todd, thank you for sharing today. Absolutely. I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been a good time. And I just I want to talk to our listener for a second. I, I You could sit here and be listening and think, wow, like, I need a Todd and a Jenny in my kids' life. Like I need someone ahead of me. I don't have anyone that can be like an encouragement or a positive mentor. I would say specifically start praying Mm -hmm. that God would bring a Todd and a Jenny in your life. Someone who you can look ahead and gain wisdom from. Someone who you can trust your Right, their your, their kids in their in their settings, yeah. and um, because it's really so valuable, mm-hmm. no matter what season we're in. If we are still raising kiddos, we we need people ahead mm-hmm. of us. So just pray and ask the Lord. He loves to give good gifts, mm-hmm. and so often His good gifts come in the form of relationships yeah. and friendships. And so yeah, ask the Lord, right. would you give me a Todd and a Jenny? So good to love my kids, to pour into my kids, and to help direct me. And encourage me on days mm-hmm. And don't hard. be afraid to ask questions and then listen to what yes. they have to say. So often, Heidi, people will ask for advice and not really listen to the advice. So yeah. so if you're willing to ask the questions, also be willing to stop and listen. And, and not everyone's advice may be for you, right? but you can listen and internalize it and say what part of this is for me. Yeah, that's so, so good. Thank you, Todd, for being here. Absolutely. It's been fun. It's been good. So thanks for listening, friends. We're so glad you do. You know this, but I'm going to say it again. If you need prayer, message us. We're at um, Instagram, the H&H Hour. You can email us, the H&H Hour at gmail.com, and we'll message you back. So also share this show, yeah, this particular show with someone who may need some encouragement in their parenting or a dad who says, man, I feel like I haven't done anything right. And then you can send Todd his way, you know, through this podcast to say like, be encouraged. You know, you might be 40, you might be 50, but you can start today Mm -hmm. taking a step Mm -hmm. in, in kind of writing some of those things. That's really good. All right, friends, we'll chat to you next time. 